We're Bottled Fuchsia. And welcome to our Game of the Year podcast. We're uh, going to talk about our favorite games from 2018. That's the year we're in, right? Yep. No. I time... That's the year the games are in. Yes. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. It will forever be in that year. <laughs> we're in 2019. We aren't. Yeah. So we're going to go around and do some personal lists uh, for our own top tens, give some awards, and then at the end of all of this, we are going to make a list as a group and put it in order, and everyone's going to want to murder each other. Hasn't ended our friendship yet. No, not yet. Uh, we <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. Uh, so with that, let's go. And up now, Kitty. What about your awards and top games? Um, some of you may know that I am temporally challenged when it comes to video games. So generally, I play about 10 games a year and order them. Most of them did not come out this year. That said, here is my top 10 list. So at number 10, I have the... Uh, oh, you know what? This is going to be 11. I counted wrong. At number 10, I have the uh, Jackbox Party Pack number 5, I believe is the most recent. We haven't gotten a lot of opportunities to play it yet, but it had some fresh ideas, unlike maybe some of the previous ones where I felt like some of the games that they threw in there were really lazy just to pad out the multi-game pack, but Robots Wrapping is fun, New You Don't Know Jack is fun, and uh, I also enjoy Pitch Storm just because I have a job where I have to do a lot of presentations and sell people on stupid ideas, so it's kind of free, <laughs> freeing to do that in a context where I can swear and draw things. Yeah, so that was actually number 11. Uh, at number 10, I have South Park Pinball, which did not come out this year, but we've been going to an arcade that has a lot of pinball machines and... You know, theme pinball machines can be lame, but that one in particular, I thought, really embodied the humor of the show. It was actually fun to play, and you could actually go for specific missions and stuff like that, which I think some machines don't do well. So I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, at number nine, I have Pode, which, like Aaron said, we haven't done a lot of so far. But we like co-op games, and uh, we tend to game together at night, so it's nice to have something that we can play that's relaxing. It's very nice to look at. has nice calming music. And uh, next up, I have the Gabriel Knight franchise, which I, I'm not even going to recommend. So why is, it, why is it on my list? Because as a, someone who enjoys point-and-click adventure games and also really, really enjoys games and movies and other things where someone had an idea... It didn't quite come together, and wow, how did this ever get published? <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, Gabriel Knight is for you. And each subsequent game incorporates a new technology in an incredibly clumsy way. It has bad acting, weird characters, bizarre supernatural stories, and we just had a lot of fun going through those games and talking if, about them. If all of those things checked the boxes for you, let me tell you about The Quiet Man. Okay, oh, oh man. okay, I'm in. Oh, by the way, it just catch up. about Gabriel Knight, uh, what makes it even better is when they came out at the time, they were like the hottest thing. Like people thought that they were actually like fantastic. So I think that just makes the entire thing even better looking back now and yes. just being like, oh my God, this is so bad. And, and the games get subsequently worse. So by the time you get to the third one, even the hardcore fans were like, I want to like this, but I just can't. Yeah. That's so that's heck. been fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at number seven, I have Star Wars: The Old Republic, which is an MMO, and uh, I don't play a lot of those. But I've been playing with Aaron and friend of the site Corey. Um, 
And it makes me nervous when I feel like you're looking on while I'm reading. Which I is thought you were trying I'm to high five me. I'm like, what are we doing here? Are we? Yeah. Yeah. Swatter. Let's go. I don't want you to cheat on my Old Republic. But yes, yes, I will high five you. Okay. There we go. Like I said, I don't play a lot of MMOs, but I've enjoyed that. I'll talk about it more later. Next at number six is Stardew Valley, which I played because I think it was high on other people's lists last year. And I, in the past, have said, I don't like farming games. I don't like busy work games. I don't like games where the only point of them is to play them. But <laughs> it was a tough year. I needed something to relax. And Stardew Valley is bright and colorful and friendly and fun to play. And I probably have played about 15 hours of it, which is way more than I expected. Who'd you romance? Um, gosh, I don't even remember because I haven't picked it up in a while. Abigail, I think, the girl with purple hair. Okay. She was like, you're weird like me. Let's be friends. And yeah. she showed me her video games. I was like, okay, I guess this is my girl. <laughs> Makes sense, right? We're married now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brady it's... Brady had no choice with that because he romanced right. Leah. Yeah. 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 I remember that. That makes sense, you know? Yeah. It's nice of the game to decide for you. She liked yeah. wine and cheese, so kind of... Oh, yeah, <laughs> just like the real one. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Um, and then above that, at number five, I have Super Mario Party. I love the first three Mario Parties to the point that I played them long after they were cool, and we used to play drinking games with them in college, and then, as many people will tell you, the franchise got really bad, too many ideas, too many things based on chance, culminating in the awfulness that was Mario Party 10, 10 yeah. where you don't even move around the board individually. So Super Mario Party for the Switch is a return to form. It actually is, hey, here's everything you liked about the old Mario Parties, plus some new fun co-op modes, and I've, I've one, been very pleased with one that. One might argue it's always been kind of about chance, <laughs> even one <laughs> yeah. through three. But there's a lot more. In one through three, I feel like if you are a good player, you can be affected by chance, but you will probably still win. After that, it just became such random bullshit that it was like <laughs> you frustrating la it you was landed like, on this space here's a star yeah or like you Yay. you landed on this space and now you lose all of your stars and coins yeah. and you have a poison mushroom it, it just not nice yeah. uh, those are words that make sense to somebody who plays the game <laughs> but if you don't yeah I will just leave it at one of the later Mario parties was the only, or the first time I ever heard my mom drop an F-bomb at 17 <laughs> because on the last turn, she only needed two stars to get the star and win, or two dice rolls, and she got a one and landed on Bowser and lost everything. Whoa. So that's how skill. frustrating these games yeah. are. <laughs> but like they should be games of skill, and that's why I like Super Mario Party. Uh, number four, Star Ocean 5. It is a franchise not a lot of people play, but it's a goofy JRPG. Um, it's a little more action, less turn-based, but it's an improvement on previous installments, and I've had fun playing it. Number three is a game that kind of just came out of nowhere at Extra Life, but we played the shit out of Crawl, and I really, really liked it. Um, it's a sort of a three-versus-one game where you're going through a dungeon. One player is a hero. Everybody else is ghosts that can drive enemies toward them or become enemies themselves or turn yourself into a chair and throw shit at people. I liked it way more than I expected to. And every time a round would end, I would sit there hoping that somebody else would say, let's play again so that I wouldn't have to say it again because <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy. And number two, I have overcooked too. shocker. <laughs> All right. 
Um, like I said, not a completionist, but this game has driven me to become one. And I like to be all different animal chefs and throw sushi at my husband. It feels good at the end of a long day. <laughs> and my number one did not come out this year, but it's Night in the Woods. After other people nice. in the group spoke so highly of it, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll give this a try. And I guess it's just a trend that we all kind of played this game during a difficult time. But it was very relatable and the music is so good that even though I stopped playing the game eight months ago, I still listen to the soundtrack all the time. And it, it kind of gave me a characters and a place to go when I didn't want to be in my own life. So that was fun. That's actually a decent segue into my categories. Uh, Night in the Woods was definitely most feels. Not that the game itself is super emotional. Maybe it has some points, but it was more that characters reminded me of people I knew. It puts you into that mindset of going home. Yes, that yeah. sense of I left here as a child and I came back and everything's different. Yep. So everybody like takes something very different away from that game, but it yeah. definitely impacts. I think everybody who played it. I don't think that made our top ten last no. year, but it probably should have. No, that's yeah. so. That's actually why I introduced the category that I'll talk about later. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry I fucked up, and you were right, and this should have been higher on the list. <laughs> yep. Um, the biggest disappointment of the year, which I ranted about already on the Bottle Fusion <laughs> podcast, but Jeopardy for the PS4, man. Oh, man. That should have been good. I love Jeopardy. How do you fuck up Jeopardy? It's right? It's such a like, bare bones version of you, it. Yeah. It's like... And we went back to it the other day after I had said I didn't like it. And I was like, maybe I was being too harsh. No, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> and I'm very angry about that because other Jeopardy games have been good. Yeah. Um, the funniest, the Gabriel Knight series, and it was not because we were laughing with it. We were oh, no. very solidly laughing at it. If you ever want to be entertained, look up Cat Mustache Puzzle Gabriel Knight 3. There is a part of a game where to fool someone into thinking you're somebody else, you steal cat hair and a and honey, I think. A packet uh, of honey. It was a... Or maple syrup. Syrup. It was syrup from and like the breakfast bar. rub it on your face and then put the cat hair on your face. As a mustache. And somehow this convinces somebody that you match a passport photo of a guy with a mustache. You're wearing a hat too. Checks yeah. out. So, yeah. And, you know, that game's got... Voice overacting, okay. a bug where Gabriel's knees bend backwards. It's just, <laughs> it's amazing. It's one of the early, uh, hey, we just discovered how to make games in 3D, like that era <laughs> oh, of the God, 90s. Yeah. So, yeah. So good. It's a good one. Um, the prettiest, based on half an hour ago or two hours ago <laughs> or whenever, the Tetris effect is really pretty and it's hard to not want to just watch the backgrounds while you're playing the game. That's a challenge for me as a visual person. Most addicting has to be crawl because, like I said, I just I just wanted more and more. And the rounds are like 15, 20 minutes, depending on how you do with the boss fight. But I think we we blew two and a half hours playing that easily. Yeah. Um, I didn't play anything early access, nor did I play anything that was that I was excited to buy as a re-release. Technically, the first Gabriel Knight game had been re-released, but I never played the first one, so I don't really feel like that counts for me. Hmm. The one that got away, uh, Frostpunk. I bought it, or Aaron bought it for me because it sounded dismal, and sometimes I like that in a game, and it just oh. wasn't the right time for me to play a dismal game. <laughs> well, so yeah, I'm excited for it, but it's it's gonna have to wait. Um, my shame game is the Jeopardy mobile game. I downloaded it. I played it a lot. That one actually does have Alice, Alex Trebek, and let me try that again. That one actually does have Alex Trebek. It has his likeness. It has some of his slogans. And, um, you know, you play online. 
it it was fun. I should not have played it as much as I did. I ended up uninstalling it. All I want out of that game is there to be a toggle for mustache on. (laughs) And that would be like game of the year caliber. Yeah, this was a a mustacheless Alex. You know, the recent Alex. The modern, yeah. The best music or sound, like I mentioned, I have to give to Night in the Woods. It's apparently based on the musical style of a certain band, but I... I just love it. I listen to it at work. I listen to it in the car. I just think it's a great soundtrack that's varied enough, but also you can see that it all comes from the same place. It's not like Star Ocean where they're like, let's do a metal song. Now let's do a rock song. Now let's do J-pop. It doesn't make sense. Um, The game that I like for multitasking is Duolingo. I don't know if that really counts as a game. Sure. But, edutainment. you know, yeah, it's edutainment. It's a language learning app. And uh, when I'm getting ready for work in the morning, I usually have Duolingo on and I'll answer a couple questions and go feed the rabbit, answer a couple more, or put breakfast on. Yeah. And it, sometimes in the morning, I just hear from the bathroom, random Spanish words coming yep, out. It's kind that of... is a thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was going to ask, what language are you? Um, so I would like my Spanish to be not just barely passable, but actually conversational by the time we go to Mexico in September. And I have used it for German before just to stay fresh on what I learned in college. Okay. Future is bright. I heard that new Valkyria Chronicles is on the horizon and that maybe it's going to be more like the older one and more importantly, back on console. I think that came out. There was a four, four. That came out yeah. in 2018. Okay, well, it'll be new to me. <laughs> <laughs> My future is bright because I'll yes. play it. Yep. Nice. The game that keeps on giving is is Overcooked 2. The, both of the DLC packs have been really strong. Um, I thought that the DLC that came with the first one was okay, but this really feels like they thought it out. And then the addition of the four-star challenge mode, we mm-hmm. it it's kicking our butts, but we're enjoying it. It's almost like that's like the uh, Cuphead game of yes. the year, like in a way. Like yeah, last year eight. we that was more oh, of yeah. our nightly ritual was yeah. like okay, let's go into Cuphead, and now it's overcooked, and it probably will be pod next because we're getting near the end mm-hmm. of the four star runs. And I don't have an I'm sorry I fucked up because I'm perfect in my list. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I threw that on there right before we started. So all right, thanks. <laughs> 